It is podcast time, hockey fans. Thank you for watching this Dan K. Show production presented by the Pueblo Bulls. What's going on, hockey fans? Dan K., Lucas Jones, the Dan K. Show's back, and we're at home for one last week before we, hmm, let's see, let's go to the three things. Thing number one, until we hit the road for basically three months straight, we will be circumnavigating the United States of America, covering hockey nationwide, and we will not be sleeping. We will be living on planes, and Dan K will be tired by the end of it. Thing number two, some incredible, incredible action in the NCDC right now. The Northern Cyclones taking the top spot in the North Division. And don't look now, the Mercer Chiefs in their first ever NCDC season tied for the lead in the NCDC South with the Jersey Hitmen. A lot of storylines growing in the NCDC. Thing number three, three, it's a good number, three showcases we're going to talk about. We travel to a lot of different places to cover a lot of different hockey teams, and we want to talk about some of the best skaters we saw at ice level at each of those events nationwide. And when I say we, it means there's another man involved in this show. He's my right-hand man. He's my consigliere. He's mon frere from another mayor, and he is the least problematic bro I've ever seen wearing that backwards cap that's down to the 75th button because his head is the size of a watermelon. It's Lucas Jones. Welcome in. I'm a bro with a heart of gold, Dan. That is what I'm going for right now. I did appreciate, though, you know, you can always tell when someone is, is comfortable around you, when they chirp you a little bit, right? And I got chirped by Justin Quenville, finally. You did. You did. He said I had a pumpkin head. And you know what? It's not even a chirp. It's more of a statement of fact. Um, so if any teams want to test, want a, a test subject to see if your hat provider um, will accommodate pumpkin heads, feel free to send me a hat. Reach out on social media. I'll give it a test. And if it doesn't fit, send it right back to you. Because unfortunately, I can't wear it. I will tell you this, though, Dan. The end ties in the NCDC, super incredible. A lot of fun happening in the NCDC, but we had a lot of fun talking about something that's currently going on in the background. Uh, why don't you bring in what we were just talking about off air? So I just got back from purchasing my Mega Millions ticket for today, $1.3 to the winner as of now, which is just unreal. If I hear anybody say, yeah, but after taxes, after taxes. <laughs> Tax away. Go ahead. Take the taxes out of that if I win that thing. So I got my tickets. I got 40 bucks worth. I don't normally buy the lottery tickets, but I went for it this go around because why not? You know, live a little bit. I won 40 bucks off of Garrett Stroten of the Tampa Bay Juniors and Lucas Jones on the golf course. So I took all those winnings and I put it into an investment form. That investment was the mega. <laughs> but Lucas, we were talking off the air and I asked you, I said, I mean, we've been going through a lot of a lot of contract renegotiation with the USPHL and getting things ready and and hoping that they see the value in us to keep us around. And I asked you, how long could we run the Dan K show if we did win the Mega Millions? So 1.3 billion. We're going to say conservatively, you take half of that for taxes, right? Mm -hmm. So a paltry 600 million dollars is what oh, you would get. Um, 
you're also going to lose money on the taking it all at once, which I hope you did, Dan. I hope you didn't take out the annuity for that. I'll be taking, nope, I'll be taking the chunk. It'll be a take lump the sum. chunk. That cuts it back down, right? That cuts it down again about another half. So you're you're somewhere around the range of 350 million. Dan K could take $50 million yep. investments, right? You, you invest in a couple of things, you get into some real estate, buy a couple of junior hockey leagues, put it into the tool belt, do whatever you want with that. I then know. you've got 300 million left. So yeah. I thought, how long could you run the Dan K show with $300 million? Yeah. And if we didn't make another dime, if we didn't charge any teams, if we didn't charge any leagues, we didn't charge nobody, nothing. For $300 million, you could run the Dan K show for 1,304 years at our current budget. So here's the thing. So I have some real expectations for what junior hockey will look like in 2,500. And I'm ready for it. Like the, the future proofing of this robots we become i mean at that point 2500 3000 those years like we're going to be mostly robot parts you know what i mean like as long as we're sentient though if i can i've seen that one show on netflix like if i can upload my consciousness into a robot hockey talking robot dan k robo version well the crazy thing is dan by the year 2500 if we're sentient brains inside of a computer that's not that that's only 480 years you're then going another 480 and then essentially another 400 years. So one third of the way through the Dan K shows 1300 year reign, we are essentially robots and computers and we don't need algorithms anymore. We become the algorithm. I think Shot. it's a foolproof plan. I got to go buy my mega millions tickets now. Shot and score. Dan <laughs> K, Luke H. Jones, Mike and Sigley Airy, my robot brethren, man from another mayor. I hope the technology is good enough where we get to keep our own voices, where we don't have to transition to robot voices. Oh, that will be my voice. I will record only <laughs> robot. But no, all jokes aside, we hope we get to keep entertaining you folks here around the USPHL, and we will certainly be doing so over the next couple of weeks here at least. Um, but let's get into talking about these showcases, Lucas. I know the three we attended over the last month or so here, we went out west of Vegas we were down in Estero, Florida. We were here in Tampa and, and the Tampa showcase. I mean, 31 teams from around the country. You actually got cross-pollinating of divisional play, which is really fun to see. Teams from all over the country. The Florida Division, 30, Florida and Southeast Division, 31 and 7 at that event uh, combined at the premier level, which was a crazy, crazy successful event for them. Let's talk about, Lucas, some of the guys that stood out to you, me, and I got to start back in Vegas. I got to go to Sin City. I got to talk about the top point getter in the USPHL premiere right now, Alex Rene Bartakovics. And uh, this young man, 28 goals, 46 assists. He's got over three points a game for Vernal. And you know, there's a lot of questions about Vernal going into that Vegas showcase. I mean, you've only seen them against the Northwest. You haven't seen the Northwest against other divisions. The Northwest goes down to Vegas. They take on the Pacific Division, a little bit of the Mountain Division. And Bartakovics had no signs of wear. This kid, this kid can compete against anybody. Yeah, Bartakovics looked great. And I think there's a lot of really great talent on that Vernal side. I mean, there is a reason that they have the record that they've got, right? They they didn't get that by accident, right? They they are a team that has built an, an absolute wagon out there. Bartakovics, obviously a hurt, a huge part of that. And then another player that from that Vernal side that I know we were both impressed by, Dan, we got to see him again. It was a little bit of a surprise, but we got a chance to see him in Tampa playing for the Columbia Infantry. 
that was a bit of a shock. You recognized it on air and you thought, hey, wait a second. I've seen this kid before. The Andrew Villarreal deal right there. He, He made the move down to Columbia after a trade. That was fun to see. And, you know, who else I look at out there is talk about top point getters. We'll start moving to some of the other guys, but top point getters. You talk about the Fresno Monsters top point guy right now at 69 for him, 41 and 28, Christopher Meraldo. And, and this guy is a left winger. He's got 10 game winning goals on the year. It's the year 2002. And he's got the same birthday as Dan Cage, June 28. So, I mean, oh, this guy's got nothing wrong with him. Every, everything looks good. <laughs> Yeah, that, uh, that'll certainly win the hearts and minds there. Um, I'll go to a team now that I was accused of not supporting. Um, he lies all around. Mm. <laughs> uh, two skaters I was impressed by from the San Diego Sabres. Two, two defensemen, actually. Uh, Lucas Lundy, a defenseman there for San Diego. He's third on their points list with 36 points. And Nevio D'Alessandro. I was really impressed by his skating ability. I think his ability to kind of be where be where he needs to be, right? There's always always a little bit different for defensemen, right? And, and defensemen will understand this and their goalie brothers will probably also understand this. But, you know, you have to kind of switch where, where forwards are, are, you know, always on the attack. For defensemen, you got to find the balance between two worlds, right? When is it time to get a little aggressive? When is it time to hatch back? You have to have a bit, bit of vision, right? You have to be seeing the whole ice, thinking three steps ahead. I think for those two, especially as defensemen, they're big on the assist game. They've combined for 50 assists as, as teammates there. And I, I just think that in, in terms of what San Diego does, those defensemen, they just do it. They, they do what they do so well. Yeah. And you talk about those guys. I think the every event tends to have a guy who puts himself on the map with us, with coaches around the country. And I think the guy that pulled that off the most in Vegas was from the Provo Predators. And I, I think that young man was Emmanuel Kambu. And Emmanuel Kambu, one of the biggest moments was not a goal scored, was not a hard hit. It was tying a puck up along the boards on a penalty kill. For 32 seconds, they were unable to move the guy off the puck. He just kind of choked down on the, on, the, on the stick there and just planted that thing against the boards. Every time he heard the official kind of give him the, let's go, we got to move it sign. He just kind of ushered it up the boards a little longer, locked it back in. Nobody could get the puck off him. And in front of the net, there were two, three, four skaters at times trying to move this guy around. And you just can't get him off his edge. Nine goals, nine assists on the year. He won one star of the game hat. He would have won two if they had been spread out a little more. We didn't want to just keep handing the hand back <laughs> to the manual. We wanted to give some love to somebody else on Provo as well for their good play. But this is a guy who has a two-goal game against Pueblo under his belt, a really good team. He's got a two-point game against Rock Springs. I mean, this is a, he can score the puck from anywhere. I think the big thing about him, this is a guy, when you get to the college ranks, he's only a year 2004, okay? He's a year 04. He's six foot six, two thirty five. He plays like he's seven foot two, 280. And the big thing about him for anybody at the next level of this game, if he's, if he's staying here or any college coach that you look at, you put him on a fourth line, man, and he is just not somebody you want to deal with. He just, he'll come over the boards. He'll play the tough game. He doesn't get into too much trouble. And it's, and it's just, I just think, I think Kambu is a good team guy that the locker room likes him. And I, I think he's a game-changing athlete for this, this Provo side. He is, he is so stellar. Three power play goals, three power play assists. And he just, if you want a guy who does the job in the dirty areas of the ice, who's willing to win a physical battle, 
Kambu's your guy. Yeah, and uh, you pointed out in 32 games played, he has 18 points, but four of those games in Vegas was where five points came from. Two goals, three assists, put himself in big places. He'll eat up minutes like nobody else, and he does it while playing physically. On that team also, Dan, I know you love Yuri Ushakov and his fast yeah. brand of hockey. Yeah, the Yuri battle, right? It was Ushakov over there, and Yuri just he's a speedster. He creates his own space. And what does what a speed and skill and space do? It creates penalties or it creates goals. And he created a lot of penalties on the weekend. He he really puts you on your back skate. He puts you up against it. And, and you got to be thinking about him at all times. I think talk about guys like him. How about Narek Alexanian, another name who's well known in Fresno? 67 points for him on the year, 36 and 31. He's playing with Vegas now. Loic Moran in net for the Vegas Thunderbirds, a 9-3-2 saves percentage at 2-4-5 goals against. There's just a lot of talent at that, that Pacific division. And what, what I look for when, when scouts ask, like, what should I be looking for in each portion of the country? The West, the West, I always say, like, you can kind of use the Vegas Thunderbirds as kind of a defensive or, or Ontario or San Diego's that like defensive mindset, like. If a forward scoring against those teams, he's ready to go, right? You look at you look at a team like Fresno. When a goalie stands on his head against Fresno, he might have something going for him, right? He might have might have some stellar stellar ability out there. It's a it's a fun group. I know we had a great time covering it. We'll talk about some more over the next couple of weeks here, but let's get into let's go to these two Florida showcases, Lucas. Let's start with some of the local flair down in the southeast in Florida, and then we'll kind of move to some of the teams that came from outside the area and talk about them a bit. There was some interesting stuff happening at this latest Tampa event, Dan. I don't know if there was something in the water or something in the scout room, but we had teams that, you know, we thought coming into this, that this was going to be their moment to try to go 4-0. and All of a sudden, you know, you've got teams going 2-2, two and 3-1. Two, and one. Games, uh, you know, teams like the Fort Wayne Spacemen, looking like two two different squads out there sometimes. You've got the Florida Eels who just battled. Every single game was a battle for them. Going up against really tough schedules, tough teams from outside their division. Yeah. And we said on the broadcast, we want to say it again, is you know absolutely a hats off to teams outside of the Florida and Southeast who came to the Tampa Showcase. Going to showcases is expensive. And teams outside the, the Northeast, they know this very well. Right. Yeah. They they've gone to plenty of showcases in their day and they've had to, to kind of foot the bill for that. And especially in this day and age, it's more expensive than than ever. And, you know, great job by the Tampa Bay Juniors for for, you know, helping teams out, getting some deals along the way, you know, bringing in some scouts. But for these teams who not only forked over the, the money to travel, but knew they were running into the grinder, whatever their schedule was going to be was going to be tough. There was no soft schedule at the Tampa Showcase. And I think that created a lot of really good games, a lot of hard fought games and a ton of games, Dan, as we were walking around the rink that just felt like they were going down to the wire. hundred percent. And I think we start in a, a stero first. I think you start with Lenny Perno, the goaltending Inferno and Jaden Lee, the two net miners from the Richmond generals. I mean, every time they're on the ice, it's a shutout between the two of them. They combined for four shutouts. I've been on the call for all four. I keep telling them they got to let me move down there, but they're not going to let me. And by down there, I mean up there now. I'm down here in Florida. I'm still talking like I'm in Jersey. You talk about the net minding out there. Duncan Rollman with the Florida Eels at 13-2, 1-1. This is a guy who's going to fill the net for you. Six foot, six inches tall, big body, good east to west movement, what you need out of a big net minder. You're looking for it. Nick Anderson, a guy who got the call up to the USHL with the Charlotte Rush, 16-3, 1-0. 
a 928 saves percentage. It's a guy who's played against top level competition, who knows what it takes to succeed, knows what it takes to win. I mean, those are some of the big names when you talk about the net down in Estero leading into Tampa too. Richmond didn't go to Tampa, but they were in Estero before that. You look at the rest of this thing, and I mean, Nico Schoner. All right. This is a guy with the Nashville Spartans. We didn't get a chance to call a Nashville game, but I got a chance to watch a lot of Nashville hockey while we were moving between rinks. 37 goals, 15 assists for this young man. This guy is a speedster. Nico Schoner is a game changer, and he just might be the reason the Nashville Spartans are able to make a playoff push in their first ever season. Yeah, I mean, that is a team that that has really put together a good, you know, a good season. We always try to temper expectations. You say, look, you know, the Golden Knights have given everyone an unrealistic expectation of what a first year could be. But, you know, with that group, you know, they they've really put together a team that was good to start and has gotten better. I think Schoner is a huge part of that. I I think Nashville really they were up against it at the premier and elite level. They had some tight timings, especially on the elite side. They played a lot of hockey in a very short period of time. But that is a, a team where resolve, I think, really fits is a word that fits what they do. You know, they'll shake their head. They'll say it is what it is, and they'll get back on the bench, and they'll play hard hockey. Another team that I was really impressed with is the Atlanta Mad Hatters. They, they did a really, really good job. I think, I think whether you look at the score, whether you look at the record, or whether you watch the game, I think there's a case to be made there that the Atlanta Mad Hatters look like one of the strongest teams at the event. You go down the premier side of things, I think for me, Dan, the biggest the biggest player on that side, again, it's it's two defensemen. It's Owen Larson and Owen Rager. Yeah. I think that those two really showed up in a big way. The defense, again, there are the, these assist guys, right? I'll talk about them all day. It's not just the assists. It's it's how hard they play on the puck. It's how smart they play with the puck. Rager, of course, having some of that NCDC lineage. And Larson coming through on the power play in a huge way. 14 power play points this season. This is a solid front from Atlanta. Atlanta's a team right now that very, very easily, Dan, has worked their way into the conversation uh, after this weekend. Yeah, and I think the biggest name for me after these last two showcases, a guy who had a hat trick in a game we called against the Tampa Bay Juniors, Aiden Flynn from the Charlotte Rush. And I talked talked to Coach Schwab about him a little bit at, towards the end of the weekend after our final broadcast of Cougars versus Rush. And he just said, the kids, it's, it's so good, isn't he? And, and he just is, right? It's like, he's not a guy who has to show up on the stat sheet every day. He, he creates and he plays along with like Livio Azevedo who's one of the leading point getters in the league with 38 assists and, and so much talent in that roster. But you look at Aiden Flynn and there's just something about his game that translates to the next level. This is a guy who had a division one commit back in the day. It's a guy who's played high level hockey. He makes the move to the rush and, and it's his last season here before he goes to college. But you talk about guys that college scouts should be all over right now and trying to find a way to get them to their camp. I mean, Aiden Flynn, you look no further. Like he's just a guy who's going to fit in good lineage, good family there. And, and he gets, he gets how to succeed no matter who he's playing against. And you can see it when the games are close, when the games are tight, he's usually the guy that makes the play. The puck usually comes from his stick in those game changing moments. He's a, he's a cool, calm, collected guy in those big moments and those big territories. And he's not afraid to mix it up too. I mean, he'll get down there and he'll play the dirty areas of the ice. He'll win a board battle. He'll go down and get the puck from down low for you. And you just, you can't, you cannot measure 
the measurables that Aiden Flynn brings to the table, if that makes sense. Yeah, he's he's one that shows up in a lot of different places. I think that's that's the the biggest thing for him. And, you know, the rush do such a good job every year. You know, a, a team that the rush elite side had to battle on their way out of Tampa, the Florida Eels. Right. And someone from the Florida Eels elite who, you know, with with a lot of these teams in the Florida and Southeast, they're elite players, premier players. They they'll bring them up. They'll bring them. They'll move them down. They'll move them around. So it's elite. A couple games of premier is Andrew Klingerman. Uh, he had a really impressive weekend. I again, just somebody you, you need to watch. You need to watch this player because, yes, his numbers are impressive, but he brings even more to the table. He is physical, right? Somewhere up in the, the, the middle range when it comes to penalty minutes. But I, I think that just shows you how physical he is, how willing he is to, to kind of go to the mat. And, you know, moving away from some of those Florida Southeast teams, heading to the Chicago Cougars, Connor Shuckman, who really showed up in that last game that we did against the Charlotte Rush, Dan. The Rush wow. ended up winning that game, but what a job Shuckman did. Just, he, he was probably my favorite player to watch in that battle. Yeah, if you lose sight of Shuckman on the ice and you get caught puck watching, you're going to be saying shucks, man, because he's going to be putting the puck in the back of the net. This guy is just that good. I think he kind of reminds me of the, like Colin Patterson with the Florida Eels, like 26 and 22, a guy who can do it on both ends. And, and you know, you just have to keep eyes on at all times. I don't want to forget about before we keep going up and in, into other portions of the country, I don't want to forget about Vessie Lampin. You know, like the Lampin, this is a young guy Absolutely. with a typhoon, a defensive-minded head coach, a defensive-minded squad, a squad that blocks pucks and can win low-scoring games, 22 and 24. You don't want to forget about Charlie Chinian either, who has zero hairs on his chinny-chin-chinian. This guy goes full mustache, full bore. He's rocking the chain with the, the blazer and the turtleneck. At, incredible. At the, at the Tampa Showcase. I mean, Chinian, he's a guy like, comes up from Boston with the junior Bruins comes down to Florida and just makes a name for himself with the junior blades. He's had a handful of goal game this year with the fiver, like big body guy who can translate to the D three level. He's stellar. But as you keep kind of going outside, I think the first guy I think of when I go outside of, of the Southeast and, and talk about the Tampa showcase is, is Noah Maine, who's still yep. on the websites listed. He's listed as a, as a defenseman and he skated as a centerman for the last couple of weeks here, 22 goals, 30 assists, 52 points, almost two points per game for the young man who started as a defenseman now skating as a center. He's the age out this season, four shorthanded goals, 16 power play points, three game winners. He's three for five in shootouts. He's got a 60% success rate in shootouts. And one of them is a game winner. Yeah. That, that just, it shows you the kind of player he is. He's a player that has high standards for himself for his teammates. He has high standards for his broadcasters too. I disappointed him because I wasn't wearing fun socks when he, the first time he saw me, he said, what socks ah. you got on today? I said, I'm sorry. They're just, they're just boring green ones. He goes, ah, that's, that's all right. So, you know, he inspires me to go find some better socks. Now I'm going to go out. I'm going to get some, some bolder patterns. Got to go to the tailor, get him to raise that, that hem at the bottom a little bit to show him off. So, you know what? He, he makes people around him better. Yeah, and then you look, how about Mr. Goalhorn, Nicholas Milhorn with 56 points for Toledo. He comes down. You talk about Toledo, you can't forget about Jason Crossland, who comes over from Metro, you know, from the from the bad guys to the good guys, depending on what side you're on. I know Metro's got a few guys who have done the same thing. Bad guys, the good guys, Toledo up to Metro. This rivalry is incredible. These two teams are incredible. 30 goals, 26 assists, 56 points for Nicholas Milhorn. And you look at net for Toledo, you got a chance to see Frank Murphy in person yet again, who's below a two goals against average that Toledo team. I know they didn't go undefeated. I know they didn't come out unscathed, 
the Toledo team, the Metro team, two and two, but put themselves on the map there yet again. They're going to be dangerous to deal with at Nationals. I think what Tampa showed more than anything is two storylines. The Rush are really, really good. And everyone is also really, really good. And there are a lot, like the Rush at 4-0 and was a great weekend to come out of there. Nashville coming out 4-0 and from the showcase was great to come out of there. But there are 10 teams this year that have a legitimate title shot. There are about 15 more that have a legitimate, like, March Madness story style uh, style tale, like the Rockets Hockey Club had last year. There's about 15 Rockets Hockey Clubs, including the Rockets Hockey Club, who watch out all of a sudden have won eight straight coming into today's show. So there's just a lot of storylines still to come in this USPHL premiere. There's a lot of opportunities, 25 to 30 teams that could win a title. And we're we're getting near the finish. We're like two months away from going to Utica. Like we're right there. And we don't know the storyline yet. We don't see that clear cut winner. Two years ago when the rush double dipped, like there was a point this time of year, I could I started telling you, right? I, I told everyone at the beginning of the year that year, and, and I was starting to tell you now. I was starting to say, hey, this is the team right now. Like, unless somebody does, unless somebody shows me something, they're gonna win it. This year, there just isn't that team. It, and it's not for lack of trying. There's just so much parity. Yeah, I think the the biggest question I've been asked is. Or that this past weekend and in Tampa as well as or in Estero as well is who do you think is going to win this game? And more often than not, I had to kind of fall back and say, I can't tell you who's going to win this game. I might be able to tell you who could win a three game series. I yeah. definitely feel like I could tell you who could win a five or a seven. But if you want to talk about one game that I can't answer for you. Right. Yeah. And and with the format, the way that it is this year, you've got two seating games. And for the premier for the premier side, you've got two seeding games that will siege into a round of 16. But from there, it, you're just off and running. You got to win the games. More of these games feel like toss ups this year than in previous years. And that's good, right? Yeah. Sure. The teams that are used to winning every game, they might get a little nervous when all of a sudden they, they you know, start dropping games. You go two and two at showcases against really good teams. But that's that's that feeling, right? That's what competition is. So. We know these coaches are up for the challenge. We know these players are up for the challenge. And we know they want to be a part of competitive hockey. That's why teams are competing. You compete to feel the fire and to win. And the win is that much sweeter when it's competitive. 100%. And you just get, you get better. Iron sharpens iron, right? Like you, you, sit, you sit around and you play with cupcakes, you become chubby. I can tell you that firsthand. But when you sit around and <laughs> you, sit, you sit around and, and you, you you sharpen iron against the best, right? When you're when you're sword battling instead of just sitting at home eating cupcakes all day long, you, you get into shape, you get ready to go, you become a winner. And that, and that's what you're getting right now in the USPHL premiere. That's what you got out of that Tampa weekend. Look at a team like the Squatch with Ellingson and you know, and, and some of the boys there, Jack Pojar with 66 points, Ellingson 73, like ton of Blake Bakey's on that squad. Like they they just brought in Nate Golsvik. I mean, talk about one of the biggest moves in the USPHL premiere. Not only is he a huge netminder at six seven, he comes over from the first place Hudson Havoc, immediately goes into your net. Like this guy, when the puck's straight on him, you get no shot. Like east to west, there, there's some improvement to be had, but he's in a great place to do that. He was in a great place in Hudson. Now he's with the Minnesota Squatch, and that shows you just how great of an organization Hudson is to be willing to make that deal. You know, that's a one and two right now. You're giving your top goaltender to a division rival. And, and it's because they thought it was the right place for him, right? And he was going to be happy there. That's a great thing to see. Golswig, is he keeps getting better on that east to west with that big frame. 
he starts becoming impossible to get the puck by, they're going to be a difficult team to deal with. It is going to be so fun down the stretch here, Lucas. We are getting to that point in the year. We're about to start having two power rankings per month. That's the time of year we're getting to. And we're about to be on the road a lot. Exciting times ahead for the Dan K show. A lot of exciting times. We are, we're starting to move ahead here. We are, we are getting to that point in the season and a couple of interesting things that you're going to, you're going to start seeing from the show as well. You know, we've got some good content that's coming up on deck we finally got the Dan K show Flickr page up and running. So you'll be able to get that link in the description here. You can go ahead and grab pictures from there. Everyone always asks, there's only 10 pictures on Instagram. Okay, well, here you go. Stop asking me. They're all on Flickr. Now. I just, I just put them all up there. Uh, you can go ahead and use those. Um, we will be featuring some guest photographers as well. And for those pictures, you know, you can you can certainly have at them if you want to donate to those photographers, if you want to reach out to their social media, you know, go ahead and do so because they do some fantastic work. And we've got some some fun stuff coming up. I am working my way through that rush golf video. And man, did I have a bad day, but you're going to see it anyway, because I'm a man of the people. I can't hide from it. You got to remember, we talk about iron sharpening iron. Yeah. I have had to watch on replay the worst golf round of my entire life. That will sharpen a little bit of iron, but a lot of things yet to come down. A lot of things yet to come, including our Holiday Follow Challenge winners. Let's announce when those dates are coming. Ogden, we're coming for you. We're coming for you right away. We're flying out to Ogden next week. Salt Lake City Airport better be ready for the Dan K Show to arrive. On the 19th, the Dan K Show will be there to celebrate the Autism Awareness Weekend for the Ogden Mustangs. We're excited to be on the call for Ogden Mustangs taking on the Vernal Oilers and what's a must-see matchup between two top sides out in the Pacific and Northwest divisions. That's the Ogden trip. Then we come back the next weekend. We're going to be, I'm going to be driving up to Jersey. Hear me out, folks. Hear me out. Hear me out. I'm going <laughs> to drive up to Jersey, then pick up Lucas, back down to DC, fly to Minnesota. We're doing the Axe game in Minnesota on Friday the 27th. That's Blue Ox versus Moose. Battle for the Axe. Will the Ox keep the Axe? Will the Moose take it home with them? Will they show up in cut-off jean shorts again in the middle of the winter? Hopefully they dress warm this time. Then we fly back to D.C. because on the 28th announcement, we're doing a game for the Potomac Patriots, Elmira Jr. Enforcers, Potomac Patriots. It's Space Wars night. We can all guess what that might be. Space conflict. Space conflict night about guys that are DJs and the pen buyer strikes around. Let's <laughs> yeah, the the Empire strikes around. I think that was the second space conflict film. That is the second space conflict. There is there you can watch the space conflict films in machete order if you'd like. Um <laughs> So that goes on to D.C. Then we drive straight out to Toledo, Ohio, and Detroit, Michigan, or Mount Clemens, Michigan, for the Coney Cup. That's the battle between the Metro Jets and the Toledo Cherokee. Then, new announcement, we're going to Cincinnati on February 5th. That's going to be the Skyline Cup between Cincinnati and Columbus. I got to figure out what we're doing for a trophy with that. Maybe I'll just get a bucket of Skyline chili and we'll just give it to the winners and they can eat it together. That sounds great. They must eat it. Winner gets dinner on us. Then we get kind of a week off. Before 
We hit the road to Pueblo for February 17th, 18th, 19th. We'll be in Pueblo, Colorado. Better be ready for us. Denver Airport. Look at Dan K getting into planes. It's my worst nightmare. Then we fly back from Colorado to Boston. We go to Foxborough. We get the NCDC All-Star Game. We get the Foxborough Showcase. Then we hop immediately on a plane to Battle Creek, Michigan for our third and final holiday follow challenge game, Spacemen versus Battle Creek Colonels. The space corn battle for the space corn. And then after the battle for the space corn, we fly across the country to San Diego immediately. Next day, battle for space corn onto a plane in the morning. Go see Emerson and the boys from Long Beach. Go see Dom and the boys from San Diego. They're battling for a surfboard in the battle for the Cali Cup. Then we fly back home. I finally go see Florida again and realize why I'm paying all that rent. And then I Lucas goes back to Jersey. And, and questions then, why I'm paying all that rent. Then we take a really deep breath before nationals. We got a lot. We got a, a lot, lot coming up. If you want to be a part of it, just reach out to us at the underscore Dan K show. Same name, same two guys, same show. It's going to be great. We're going to get to meet so many people. We're going to get to go to so many ranks. We're going to be so tired. We will eventually get to sleep. And then we get to we get eight, nine days in Utica. It's going to be great. Um, Lucas, your parting words. As we work towards the end of the season, I ask all of our supporters and our fans, maybe get a chance. If you do enjoy what we do, if you do like what we do, feel free to let the USPHL know. And we always love your support. Over 20-something thousand votes in the Holiday Follow Challenge and didn't make as much noise as we want to make. We're going to keep making more noise each and every day. We want to keep entertaining you. We want to keep putting a spotlight on your favorite players, your favorite teams, your sons, your daughters, whoever's playing in the USPHL framework. We want to be here to help. We pride ourselves on being a source of information and a source of true information, a source of real information, and a source that doesn't play dirty in the sandbox. We try to be as transparent as possible, and we are as transparent as possible about everything we do, everywhere we go, and everything we stand for. We stand for you, the hockey parent, you, the hockey family, and especially the player. That's what we're here for. Players first has been our mantra since the minute we started this thing, and it'll always be players first. We'll do everything we can to be here for you, for your families, for your hockey experience. And we want to make this thing the most fun experience on the planet. We love everyone watching at home. We love our USPHL hockey, and we love that you're watching. Love that you're listening. We'll see you at a rink near you somewhere soon, or maybe at the airport we'll bump into you. When Dan K's on a mic, it's always hockey night. At the underscore Dan K Show, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Thank you to Remastered Sleep, GMU Sport. You can go get 50% off right now from them, USPHL 050 at checkout. You can get 10% off from Remastered Sleep with Dan K Show at checkout. Body trick.com. They are the best. They were incredible at nationals. Thank you to the folks at Body Trick, the Bugen family. What a job they do with all their all natural products. Thank you to we talked about the Pueblo Bulls, Run with the Bulls, our presenting sponsor of the Dan K Show. Oh, I mean, they not only are they presenting sponsors, but they also win the holiday fall challenge. This team can't miss right now. Jerry Wilhite's the nicest man on the planet. Thank you to all of our sponsors. You guys are the absolute bees knees, as we call it. That's it. When Dan is on the mic, it's always hot. If you see us at an airport, buy us a coffee. We probably could use it. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the most watched show in junior hockey, the Dan K show. Presented by the Pueblo Bulls. For more information about the Dan K Show, head to www.dankshow.com.